this episode, I talk to Wichita-born and raised dog lover Katie Wellborn. Katie is a dog trainer at Wolf's Play and Stay in Lawrence on 23rd Street. During our conversation, we discuss the challenges and opportunities living with ADHD can present, and we share stories about some of our own dogs. We also dissect the difference between styles of and tools for training dogs and the steps one can take to follow a similar career path to Katie's in dog training. I hope you have as much fun listening as I did recording this episode. Thank you so much. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. I've already expressed that, but um, to give our listeners some context, so I'm talking to Katie Wellborn today, and Katie has been working with my two-year-old border collie, Miss mm-hmm. Nasha, and um, also, I haven't had a chance to tell Katie this, but um, there is another dog that you work with named, whose owner's name is Katie Hutchinson. Yes. <laughs> and uh, what is her dog's name? Daphne. Daphne. Okay. So, so I work with Katie Hutchinson a lot, too. Okay. And I told Katie, I was like, Katie's going to be on the podcast. And oh. she was like, no way. So... Um, Yeah, I'm super excited to talk to you today because um, I have an idea of what you do. You uh, you write these very detailed notes after, oh, and I haven't even, do you want to, do you want to share what you do for a living? Sure. (laughs) So I'm a dog trainer. I work at Wolf's Play and Stay. Um, Usually my day looks like uh, a little bit of both working with daycare dogs and pulling them out individually for sessions. So most of my clients that go to daycare for the day and I pull them out for about three sessions throughout the day and I work on uh, whether it's basic obedience or like reactivity, um, kind of whatever they need. And at the end of the day, I write a report card about everything that I did with them, how they did, um, you know, how they're scoring and what owners can do at home. And I send them home with our report cards just for um, follow up. Yeah, the report cards that you make are just so, so well. They're great. I <laughs> love you. reading them. When I was reading the report card that you wrote for Nasha, my dog, on Monday, and you wrote that, like, she climbed a tree, exclamation mark. She did climb a tree. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I laughed out loud when I read that. I was like, oh, glad that you, now you. <laughs> I captured it. <laughs> you captured that. You know what I'm talking about now. Um <laughs> But I'm, yeah, super grateful for all that you do. Thank and you. I am really curious to know what your story is and how, you know, from the very beginning, like, are you from Lawrence or how did you come to where you are now? So I'm from Wichita. I was born in Wichita and I okay. lived there until I moved to Lawrence for college when I was either 18 or 19. It was like, it was a freshman year of college. Um, but in Wichita, uh, a lot of this started with my aunt Sarah. She uh, lived in California, Colorado, Arizona. But at all those places, she was a vet tech, a dog trainer, an animal control officer, and she was like, I mean, she's like my idol, you know. And so I grew up hearing all of these stories about her interactions with animals, and I grew up around her like Dobermans and cats, and you know, all, all these different dogs. Um, and I just thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. Um, but aside from that, I grew up with, we've always owned German Shepherds. Like, that was my family's breed, and I, I love them. I mean, I think that's, like, that's, like, one of the only dogs out there for me, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so smart, and it was so easy, even as a kid, to work with them and teach them things, and I just really loved having that connection. Like, I felt just a very strong connection to it. Um, 
and I loved dogs even all the way through high school and I was considering like different you know career options because for dog training you don't really have to go to a college mostly it's either a trade school or you learn from experience or you learn through a job like PetSmart that trains you on the job to do it hmm. and so in high school you hear a lot like you go to college after high school you know and so yeah. dog training doesn't really fit into that um and so I was first I was going to be a graphic designer that's what I went to college for originally at KU yeah you too <laughs> um and I love art I love graphic design in high school I took like all the classes they offered and I did uh really well in high school with that and I was excited for that career but as soon as I got to college like a year in I was like this is terrible mm. this is terrible and I hate it and I don't think it's gonna that's gonna be everyone's experience it was just mine uh, because kind of on the side kind of what I figured out through the journey of struggling in graphic design is that I had ADHD that was not diagnosed and I didn't realize that until I was put in the environment that was not easy for me to like cope with because in high school, it was easy. everything was easy. I didn't really have to try. And when you're not trying, you're not like you're not facing a struggle that ADHD like creates. Mm-hmm. Um, the college did make me struggle <laughs> beyond what was like normal for most people. And so mm-hmm. uh, after about a little over a year, um, I went like to my doctor and kind of told her what I was struggling with and she was she kind of gave me an assessment and was like yeah this is, this is real <laughs> and at that point um by that point I had actually switched majors then I was a journalism major uh-huh. which I didn't even like I just wanted uh I just wanted any other major that would keep me in college but wouldn't put me through the same stress as design would right and I can write I can write pretty quick and I'm I've been pretty good at it all my life and so I was like easy maybe it'll let me travel but it was still really hard for me because I still had ADHD at the end of the day yeah um, yeah and uh sorry I keep going forward and backward but no that's okay that's how our lives happen sometimes yes so that's kind of like the uh big picture with like as as far as like ADHD and like my college experience I ended up dropping out um but before that in high school I got my first job at a vet clinic um I think it was my junior year of high school I was an animal care assistant, which is just where you help the vet techs. It's kind of like the step down. Uh-huh. And it's just really easy stuff, like nail trims, baths. Um, That's not easy. <laughs> and no, it's not easy. It's the easy stuff compared to what they do. Right. It's also just kind of like the dirty work. <laughs> right. But, I mean, the people who do it love it. And, and I love my job. But um, aside from the animal care assistant stuff, they had a daycare. And so I was a daycare attendant. And that was my true, like, love. Just, like seeing all these different breeds interact in a group um all of them like they all just show their different the things that they were bred for they all act a certain way because of those things Uh, and that was just so interesting to me and i loved forming a connection with each of them individually with them as a group kind of like making your place with them that was just like that was Mm -hmm. mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. and when it was time for me to move to college i was like i can't imagine doing anything other than this but i didn't say that because i was like I need to go to college. I need to get a real job. It's going to make me money down the line. And so I was, I was so sad. I just, I like cried and cried and cried on my last day because I was going to miss those dogs so much. Um, and I was, I don't know. I just was like, this makes me so happy. I could literally, I could be a doggy daycare my entire life <laughs> and I would be so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to college. Uh, I didn't work my freshman year because design is so intensive thank god I didn't because I don't know what I would have done mm-hmm. <laughs> they might have been working during that too but um in my sophomore year of college 
I moved back to Wichita during quarantine, worked at the vet clinic again, loved it, came back to Lawrence to keep going to school. Mm-hmm. And I applied at Woofs, and they were like, oh, this is great. Yeah, we're going to give you an interview. And then I followed up a couple of days after asking for the interview date, and they were like, oh, we hired someone else. And I was like, what? I, I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but I had, I had to have a job, and so I worked at Chick-fil-A on campus, which was, it was, it was fine, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the whole time, I just kept, like, refreshing, like, the applicant pages because I was like this is where I need to be I need to have this job mm-hmm. for my sanity and because it makes me happy um, especially if I'm going to keep going to school I need something that makes me happy on the side of that um, and eventually like a few months into, into my Chick-fil-A job <laughs> they did call me back and they were like okay we're, we have a spot now and we already want to interview you I didn't even have to reach out to them the second time mm-hmm. came in for an interview you know got hired um, and that was over a year ago now um, but that's kind of how uh, you know, dropping out of college, struggling with ADHD, and also mm-hmm. just having that background of any dog experience kind of fit together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I loved that you shared uh, how German Shepherd was like your your family's dog. I also had a German Shepherd for a little while. They're Her, wonderful. Yeah. Um, and this German Shepherd that I had, this will be a little bit of a tangent, but... Uh, mm-hmm. So I went to school in Arizona, and I studied environmental studies and sustainability. And I was working on a project at this place called Juniper Well Ranch, and they had found this like uh, older, yeah, female German Shepherd mix. And they asked, she had been there. The dog had been there for a couple of days, and they're like, we. Uh, could you take the dog into town to see if they have like a chip or something? Like we don't know where this dog came from. <gasps> and then so I I was like okay, <laughs> I I can't say no to that. This little like German this, Shepherd, but yeah. I took her to uh, like the vet clinic there. Just you know, and they looked and they're like she doesn't have a chip or anything. And I was like well, I bet okay. I'll just take her home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I did take her home, and she. She was super challenging um, <laughs> because, well, I was in school at the time, uh-huh. and and my boyfriend at the time, he, like, had this really great, like, bond with her, and, like, to this day, I just, like, think, like, what they had was so special, and I loved, oh. like, watching that, um, but I remember, like, one time, we had gone to, like, I don't know, the grocery store or something for like just a couple of things. So we were only gone for like 20 minutes and we came back home and she's like on the roof of the house. And wait, yes, she, we didn't have like screens in the place where we were renting Uh and we were living in Arizona and, and, in like kind of Northern Arizona. So it's not like, it's very different than Phoenix. It's not like hot, but it's, um, we usually just leave the windows open all it's the time nice, yeah, because it's dry nice. and nice. And yeah, and yeah, we'd left the windows open. And she'd like just gone out the window and was just walking around on the roof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that sounds like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so super super smart dogs and definitely yeah. Just they just need something to do. They need a job. Yes, they do. They do need a job, and so does so does my border collie Nasha. Yes, she does. <laughs> Yeah, so that yeah, that's really great that you had German Shepherds. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah I am. Um, it's it's funny because a lot of I work with a lot of German Shepherds at Woofs or like 
just like family friends or you know anything like that and it's it's crazy to see the difference that like getting a shepherd from like a farm setting or like a rescue setting versus like uh like a show line breeder will do for their temperament because our first shepherd was she was just from, she was just a puppy my parents got from a farm when i was a kid and she was like super high drive i mean like she loved us she was super protective of us but she was super challenging yeah um and then our most recent shepherd he was from just a show line breeder and he was so much more mellow than like any shepherd I'd ever met he was a teddy bear I mean like wow. he, he loved to exercise and he loved to work but he also was fine just like snuggling oh you that's know? so great it, it's just crazy to see how different their temperaments can be based on what they're bred for right yeah it makes a huge a huge difference I think so you shared a little bit about like how you got your position and I would be like what do you think if someone was interested in following a similar path to you Mm -hmm. and they're like I'm really interested in dog breeding like how do I get into that and it sounds like yeah there's not um well you shared a little bit there's some like there, you can't really go to college and like major in dog. Yeah, well, it's you not could, as I guess animal behavior, but that's not yeah. that. That's still very different. So, are there like different? Like, have you had to do certification programs too to like help you be more? I, I guess, for lack of a better Qualified. word, yeah, exactly. So, I'll kind of share a little bit more about how I went from being just like hired at Wolf's to like being a trainer because this isn't definitely. This is definitely not how most people's experience will go. Mine was very, um, like, spur of the moment. It was what I wanted, but it was a lot sooner than I expected, and it was uh, just a lot at once. Um, like, right when I started, I expressed interest in, like, just learning more about it because I that is something that I wanted to be, like, certified for, uh, or at least, like, thoroughly trained before getting started. Right. And we had a trainer there at, when I started. Um, she got replaced by a different trainer. Um and maybe like five or six months into like starting there he started to work with me to train me uh to basically do what he was doing in the future uh and not very soon into that he got fired uh very soon into that that training Mm -hmm. and then my manager he took over he was a certified dog trainer got a very brief amount of time with him he got fired and so I was the only person left in the building with like any sort of qualification or understanding of like mm-hmm. dog behavior or at least shaping dog behavior and they were like okay you're the trainer now and I was like okay um, <laughs> this is my dream job this but... is my dream job but this is not what I expected this is not when I expected it but I was I was so excited um and I, so I, like, I, I said yes you know and a lot of it was just I, I already was doing a lot of just my own research um I, I could follow tons of dog trainers to see what do you do for this, what do you do for this, like what style of training do you use, what tools do you use, and I had been into that for, I mean, like a few years just because I worked with my shepherd a lot and I taught him, you know, tons of things, um, so I think just my experience in that gave me a good basis, and then what they taught me in those, like, two months, uh, that taught me a lot. I didn't necessarily agree with, like, their style of dog training, but they had many years of experience more than me and so a lot of just like the technicalities like this is how you teach a dog to do this 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 that was super helpful and things that I had not been like shown person to person before um but moving on to like qualifications and stuff so I've been doing this for like 
seven or eight months now, um, and I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm confident in myself. Like I can, I feel like I can take on, um, you know, most cases and get good results. I do private lessons, group classes, you know, uh, play and trains, just where I pull them out of daycare, work on them, work with Dr. One One. Um, but I finally signed up uh, to go to a trade school to get my qualification um, because I want to be able to like say with no uncertainty, like, yes, I 100% can do this. I know what I'm doing. Um, and there's kind of some different options for trade schools. The one I'm going to is Animal Behavior College in California. I'm actually going there. I'm doing like, their online program. Okay. Um, and I know there are other places like around the country. There are even ways that you can just like take a test. And if you pass a test, you're you know, certified through whatever program that is. So it's not so much of a course as it is just like, yes, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I could pass one of those tests, but I just want that extra added experience. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the program is they pair you with someone in your area and you go with them like for half of the year, just to anything that they do and just watch them and learn from them person to person. And I definitely learn through like hands-on learning. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to that because I, I feel my education got cut off really short. And I think that there's still so much that I can learn from someone one-on-one in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So I would say for, <laughs> that was kind of off topic. Sorry. I would say for someone who's like, I really want to work with dogs. Uh, how, how do I get started? Get your foot in the door in any way that you can. Even if that, it starts off as like dog sitting, dog walking, um, animal care assistant, anything. Mm-hmm. Because, um, especially like if you start like at a daycare job, like I did or any like boarding facility that also has training, they're going to look and see like, does, do they even work with animals? or have it even worked with animals and some places especially like daycare places that hire like college students will accept you if you you know if you haven't and you can kind of work up from there but like for me I've been dog sitting for like years and years and years I had the the vet clinic experience and the daycare experience and that definitely stood out because a lot of people don't have that when they apply to those jobs so I would say even if it's just dog sitting get your foot in the door start there Mm -hmm. and then work your way up from there yeah and i know there's um like i my mom and i used to like volunteer at you know yes. animal shelters yeah. and um even just like fostering experience if you have any you know like any of that looks so good yeah yeah so i'm also curious about all the so i'm a little bit uh biased because i do know a little bit about dog training because uh-huh. katie's been teaching me um <laughs> I was wondering if you would explain to our listeners like some of the like the styles of training and like the tools of training you were referring to earlier. Yeah, so for me I'm like a force free trainer. Uh there's no there's no punishment. It's all through like positive reinforcement. Um some trainers use like a balanced approach, which is where it's you know mostly positive reinforcement, but they maybe use something like a, a choke collar, you know, to like add a negative reinforcement. Um that's not my style. <laughs> my style of training is first and foremost to create like a bond with the animal, which I think can almost exclusively be done through positive means. And once you have that bond, then you can start to shape their behavior because they want to work with you. You want to work with them. Um, I, honestly, I don't think there's any work that can be done until you have like a really solid relationship. Um, but as far as tools, um, I mean, treats are the number one tool. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I do when I work with any dog is I try to determine what their motivators are. Some dogs don't care about treats. And so it's like, okay, I really hope you like toys because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's either going to be treats, toys, or affection. Um, if you don't have a dog that wants to work for any three of those, you have to get 
you just have to get so creative. I mean, like, okay, maybe they're really into movement. I need to be super excited, energetic. You know, what can I do to get their interest? Because a lot of training is being the most interesting thing in that dog's room. Mm. Um, so, like, in Nasha's case, like, when we're by the street and there's you know, cars just coming and going, um, all the treats I have in my hand and the, like, markers I'm giving her, yes, yes, good, that is way more rewarding to her than the cars in the street, or at least more rewardable. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of other tools. I mean, a lot of the tools that I use, aside from treats, toys, are going to be like what I call markers, which is just saying, yes, good, or like, no, that just assigns like, uh, was the behavior right or wrong? And will Mm -hmm. I get a reward for this? So yes, is always reinforced with a treat, a toy, you know, a pet, something like that. Um, I use a slip lead almost exclusively for like any walking practice that I do. Um, just because it's so good for teaching dogs, the difference between loose leash walking and like if they're pulling and there's like kind of pressure around the neck and a lot of dogs haven't walked in a slip lead before, so it's a new sensation to them and mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt at all. But if a dog is used to pulling on a harness and they're used to the pressure being here, when I switch the tool and they're like, oh, I'm not quite as used to pulling on this. And it's a lot easier for me to shape their behavior into, um, you know, not pulling at all. Mm-hmm. So, as far as like the like types of dogs that you train, mm-hmm. or like you were mentioning, like group classes and private classes mm-hmm. and the the play and train, do you like and like working with like reactive dogs or uh-huh. working um, with? I don't know. What are all the, could you give us a description of like, kind of, I guess like maybe the spectrum of like the dogs I work with or like yeah. what I'm addressing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, uh, at the like, very beginning is going to be like puppy preschool. And that's just, uh, usually what I go over is like sit down, stay, uh, focus, touch, appropriate walking, um, back up so their paws don't get pinched in the door. It just teaches them to scooch back a little bit, Yeah, you know? Um, just you know really basic stuff like that basic obedience for like older dogs or like kind of older puppies or it doesn't have to be a certain age is super similar a lot of those dogs um maybe they learned the commands at one point but there wasn't enough consistency at home or enough like structure and so they don't necessarily have to work Uh for things and so there's not a there's not a will to work Mm -hmm. or they're not used to the structure of like okay when i approach you i'm gonna sit and then i'm gonna get pet um and so a lot of that is like reshaping their structure uh, and like their expectation of what they need to do um but yeah it's very similar to puppy preschool and like what i'm teaching them and like the use of like positive reinforcement you know um then on like the other side of the spectrum i'd say uh in my time i've never worked with any like really people aggressive dogs mm-hmm. um that's something that i would like to be able to work with mm-hmm. um i've honestly never been approached like you're like asked by anybody i think a lot of the people that go to wolves um most of their dogs love people. So I think I'm hoping that when I either work for myself or work somewhere else in the future, I'm going to have a chance to work with more clients like that. I've like watched a lot of videos, read a lot of things about working with people, aggressive dogs. Uh, it's just not something I have in my like personal experience, but I also would like to learn more about that in my um, certification training. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but I would say you know, lower down on the spectrum from like people aggression. Uh, there's like dog aggression and reactivity. Um, most of the time reactivity is not rooted in dog aggression um a lot of it is like overstimulation or frustration they want to go play but they can't it's 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 frustrating it makes them mad Mm -hmm. um 
or like anxiety, you know, they're scared. Maybe they've been approached too many times by off-leash dogs or like rudely approached by other dogs or people on walks and it makes them fearful and it makes them want to create space. That's why they lash out. Mm-hmm. Or like in Nasha's case, like it's frustrating, you know, she's a collie, so movement is so important to her and like mm-hmm. overstimulating her when she sees all these cars. It's like, it's, it's information overload kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that's kind of the most severe thing that I work on. Uh, I have worked with some reactive dogs that like are not dog friendly mm-hmm. um it's a very similar approach i kind of treat that as if it is anxiety based uh, and so the process that i do for that is called counter conditioning and that is just trying to replace the association they have with those triggers with something positive rather than negative through the use of like rewards treats you know games if they're willing to engage with me like that um i guess kind of in the middle just like some random things is like recall training you know helping dogs if they you know, were to get off leash or if the owner wants them to walk off leash, I don't really train dogs to walk off leash because it's kind of, I don't, you know, it's kind of a liability, but um, I will work with them to strengthen their recall in like a controlled sitting, like a dog park or like their backyard, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people just want their dog to be able to walk loose leash. <laughs> like I'll, you know, I'll do a whole five week session just, just kind of for that. Yeah. Um, which I also, I really enjoy doing. I, I do a lot of that with Daphne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Katie's dog. And for her, it's, it's jumping and loose leash walking, which she does so well with the walking. She's gotten so much better. Yeah, that's uh, great. Yeah, and, and uh, jumping and nipping are usually paired together, and that's something that I work on a lot, kind of just like an oddball thing. Right, right. Yeah, that's great. Um, do you have any, like, experience working to train therapy dogs or service dogs or work dogs or I I know very little about like you know if I wanted to take nausea to yeah. like a herding class like I don't even know where I would do that at yeah um so I'm not qualified to like certify any like work or like you know service dogs therapy dogs anything like that um, I have worked with people that are interested in making their dogs that in the future. And so what I usually tell them is I will give them the building blocks. You'll have to take them somewhere else to like do that final push. But, but for that, usually um, a lot of it is walking, walking in like busy places. It's tough because a lot of those people do play and train, which is where I can only work with them in the purview of like the wolf's building. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times it's getting them used to working when like the lobby is like super packed, you know, being able to engage with me during that, ignore the other people. Um, be politely greeted by other people without jumping or overexcitement or anything like that. Um, and also just like basic obedience, loose leash walking, um, really good recall, uh, laying down for extended periods, you know what I mean? And, and, mm-hmm. and, and not uh, losing their patience kind of. Um, but as far as like herding classes and stuff, I've actually had a couple people ask me about that and I don't know anywhere at least nearby Lawrence mm. that offers that. Um, something that I've done with Nasha and a couple other of my like herding dogs is I will get jolly balls, which are, are like herding balls to them. And I just roll it to them and I let them do their thing. Um, they all, it's, it's so funny cause they all almost do the exact same thing. It is loud. They're <laughs> so loud and they just roll all around the room. They like direct it with their nose. They nip at it. They kick it. And it just kind of gives them a chance to use, that energy in the constructive way that they're meant to be using it. Right. Uh, I say that's the closest thing I'm able to offer them to like a proper hurting. Right. Right. Yeah. I would love to know more about those classes or, um, like if you're like, there's a couple dogs at the schools that are like, uh, therapy dogs mm-hmm. and 
I don't, I have no idea what, I don't know if Nasha would, maybe someday. That would be cool if she could do that someday, but I think she's, she's got a, got some things that she's working on <laughs> still. She's great, like, as long as there's no cars as long as there's or no, no cars trees. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, this is an aside, but I think I think the the tree thing has to do with squirrels. Okay, yeah, I yeah. was like, I don't know if you're. I was I was like going through my brain. I was like, I don't know if you're anxious right now. You don't seem anxious. We're gonna counter condition this tree anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's all kinds. I mean, I think it's really incredible, like what dogs are capable of doing and I wonder I mean I know there's some adversity to dogs I think and it's you know it's because people have bad experience with dogs uh-huh. and I always just think that's such a bummer because I'm like dogs are great. there's so much and there's, there's so much there's to so much gain from a relationship with them yeah and I, I wish there were more like work dogs around. I know a lot of people have dogs as pets and I mean, such as myself, but uh-huh. I would love just to, I think work dogs are really interesting and I just don't know that much about them. So, yeah. I mean, you kind of have a working dog. I mean, uh, especially with like herding breeds or like really high drive breeds like that, you, even if they're like a rescue, like maybe not full border collie, like, you have a working breed. You know what I mean? Because right. uh, she has the urge to do it, and, like, she will. You know? And that's a lot of where you're going to get, like, not, or I guess behavioral issues, but just, like, it, not that she's trying to do anything wrong, but it's rooted in that desire to be hurting, working. Mm-hmm. You know? The same thing with, like, German Shepherds. Um, like, our first being, like, super, you know, overprotective, you know, reactive on leash. A lot of that is just manifestations of what she was meant to be doing because she right. was a working dog. We just weren't putting her on a farm right. setting. Yeah. Um, but it is crazy, like, what dogs can do, you know, what you can teach them to do. Um, I think my favorite part about just being a dog trainer or just working with dogs in general is just, like, forming a bond with them so that you can communicate with them, but also because you learn so much about what they communicate to you. Like, what they're trying to tell you, what, you know, you're like, oh, I know exactly what you need right now. I know exactly what you're telling me. Those aha moments are so, like, you know, that's, that's crazy. You know, they're, you know, they're an animal, and, like, you have that bond with them, and you have that understanding of them that you... You just you get it, you know, and uh-huh. they they understand you too, and they know what they what they know what you want from them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just what I enjoy the most. That's like the most rewarding yeah. part to me. Yeah, I don't know if I told you this, but I've been using uh, those like buttons with Nasha. <gasps> no, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, she has she has twelve buttons right now, and like her favorite is like outside, <laughs> probably play. play. <laughs> and hungry (laughs) um but it's really actually ever since so I've only been living in Lawrence for about a month um and she's been using the stranger button really often which I think is so well because there's so many new people yeah everything's stranger yeah, so I just, like, I think that's super interesting. Because um, they can differentiate that, and they want to share it with you. It's yeah. just that they want to share things with you is crazy, you know what I mean? That they're right. willing to, like, that they can learn things like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to continue this journey with her and to see, you know, where where it goes. That is so exciting. Yeah. I, um, buttons kind of weren't really a thing yet when we had our shepherd. Um, right. I'm getting a puppy in the next couple months, and I'm... I've been, I'm like, I don't know if I want to start this. I've heard that it's really hard if you relocate. 
or they don't have the buttons for a while, I think, like, they get frustrated because they can't tell you exactly what they need, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to, I want to do right. it so bad, but I also don't want to, you know, handicap him if we ever have to go somewhere else from it. Right, right. I think, yeah, that's a really good point, um, and... I didn't introduce the buttons to Nasha until she was, like, over a year old. Yeah, yeah. So I think in some ways, like, it was, it lets her, like, you know, I still, she uses her body language to communicate. And, like, She has multiple forms of ways to talk to you. Yeah, and I think if you use or recognize those other ways of Mm -hmm. communication and not just use the buttons to communicate i mean use them like a tool you know it's just a supplemental tool but so when does your trade school start Uh, i already started um it's a year-long thing so i started um at the like the very end of december okay i'll graduate at the very end of december okay uh right now it's like all online it'll be all online until i finish like the first half of the class essentially and then uh after i finished all that like online work tests then i move on to the in-person it's called an externship okay yeah and that's where i'll uh meet whatever trainer they pair me with i think they are either going to be in eudora or in like olathe kind of area Uh because it has to be someone that's like graduated the program is like certified like in every area and qualified to like teach somebody else okay um and that second half i'll pair up with them and go you know learn from them and learn from them in person okay Great. That's so exciting. I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, maybe I'll have to touch base with you next uh, December and yeah. have a celebration or something. Yeah, Graduation I would love that. Party. I'd be like, I know so much more now. <laughs> Actually, Nasha is... Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. For this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, I think Nasha, you know, has some... Probably has some ADHD, too. <laughs> it's okay it's okay so yeah so do i we all do yeah (laughs) i think so well katie thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me and tell me i i'm so glad that i got to hear your story because yeah thank you you've got like such a unique story and i'm really excited to see where it goes so keep me updated thank you and uh thank you for helping me with um nausea border (laughs) collie And, uh, yeah, maybe we can, we'll stay in touch. I would love that, yeah. Okay. And I love working with Nasha, so I'd be very, I'd be sad to not be able to see her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, um, oh, one more thing that I did want to ask you Mm -hmm. is if, um, and I don't know what, like, Wolf Play and Stay, if they have, do they do any, like, volunteering or if, like, folks, like, want to do job shadows or something like that is that something that can get set up or uh, maybe it's I reach out to them for get more information about that yeah I would definitely reach out I know that we're I just kind of had like my one-on-one with my boss and he was just he asked me for ideas for like more ways we can like connect with the community because like where I'm we're in Wichita we have something called Wolfstock every year which is like this huge like meetup like all people come with their dogs and there's just like uh booths like from all of you know, places in Wichita that have anything to do with dogs. And it's super fun. And that's where a lot of people get, like, their name out there, get information out about whatever service they offer. Oh. But Lawrence doesn't really have anything like that. And so I was kind of stumped, too. I was like, well, I mean, I want to, I would love to connect with more shelters, maybe, you know, get, like, fostering programs, you know, boosted for dogs and shelters. Uh, maybe even offer shelter dogs, like, a kind of play day, you know, in, in our yards, even if they're, like, 
can't be with other dogs, just like a one-on-one thing. That'd be super, super duper fun. Help them get adopted, maybe if we took, you know, good yeah. pictures, stuff like that. But um, a shadowing thing, I mean, definitely a possibility. You know, yeah, <laughs> it can't hurt to ask. Yeah, I'd I think that, there's a lot of students that would be interested in knowing like what that looks like. Yeah, so. I would say um, uh, it is tough if you're like younger than 18, just because right. it is like a super. Uh, liabilities and yeah it's also just people don't really understand before they start like how high demand it is like Mm -hmm. it is mentally kind of a lot and like physically a lot more than even I expected when I first started like at the vet clinic like you know three three and a half years ago Uh um but like when you get older also if you uh interview you know your interview goes well like I think over the phone or in person you get a yard interview which is where you come meet you know the group of dogs we see how you do with them too so that that would be an opportunity too to see kind of what the building looks like what daycare is kind of like um if anyone ever does apply and is like yeah i wonder what this is going to be like you know yeah great well thanks for sharing those resources i'll put them in the show notes awesome okay well i'm gonna stop recording <laughs> <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Another episode of Jobs and Journeys with me, Megan Gladbach, and our lovely guest, Katie Wellborn. If you're interested in hearing an interview from someone in a particular line of work, as always, please contact me. I will leave my contact information in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Happy Friday. Bye.